Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Liz Ogumbo Regisford, your host and your producer. And thank you for tuning in once again. Um, now, before getting into the deep, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Uh, we engage different stakeholders um, within the fashion value chain to sort of discuss, dissect, and um, just sort of touch base on where fashion is, where we are headed, what we could do differently. And I think for me, the bottom line with Fashion Lab is to make sure that we can actually smile to the bank. I think the idea is to do things differently, to do things differently so we can achieve different results. Now, before getting into deep, I would like to share my love with all of you, sending my positive vibrasal smile if you are not feeling so smiley. Put on your lipstick, get up, get your hair did, go sit by your desk or go sit in the garden or go do whatever you do or go write music and just be grateful for life. You know, yesterday I celebrated um, another birthday and I was so grateful and I also humbled because when I woke up in the morning, I didn't even worry about anything. I didn't even complain about the fact that it's in, we are in lockdown and whatever is happening. I was so grateful because I thought to myself, people are losing lives and here I am celebrating another year. So that is enough to be grateful for. So guys, get off, off your backside and, and find something to do. It's okay. This too shall pass. I'm sending you love and light on that regard. And uh, today's show specifically is a show where I would like to open up the fact or to open up that conversation around the media industry, which is in fact one of the industries whose growth has accelerated in a time where majority of the industry's growth is actually on decline. There's lots of changes within um, this industry, as we can see. Uh, when you look at the lockdown, um, you look at what lockdown has actually done to us, is it sort of created a sense of confinement. And we can see that this lockdown has accelerated through that confinement, uh, the sort of digital transition when it comes to broadcasting. So when you take an example, I'll give you my own example here at Fashion Lab, which is literally, I'm in my showroom in the house, in the other side of the house. And when you take a look at this, for example, in my production process, virtualization is actually um, a big thing. And the virtualization efforts are definitely meant, not just for me here, but for most of you who are in the same industry who have to broadcast and uh, have to make this thing happen remotely. Um, IntoTheMinds.com also really shares a lot around this experience, but one thing I can tell you for sure is when you look at the before world, um, you know, we would have like a whole production team here. You'd have a light, lighting crew, you'd have camera crew you've had, you'd have editors on standby and the list could go on and on. And what you realize today is my whole production as an example of somebody playing in this game takes place right here. And it's truly a one man show. And I think for me, there's a lot of changes within the media industry. And like I said, even though it's an industry that's thriving digitally, um, I think that this would be a great way and a great time to unpack a little bit of this with my special guest. So tune in, stay tuned um, if you know what's good for you. Um, if you're also tuned in for the first time, keep it locked and catch up with my favorite, one of my segments called the Wine Style Guide which is kind of highlighting how fashion or style and wine go hand in hand. And definitely my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why is something to definitely look forward to. Keep your tweets coming. We are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We are on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook. 
and Instagram, and we want to hear from you. Now, today's guest is a special guest. She is the founder and CEO of an online um, digital publication um, called Fab L Style, which is one of the platforms I can proudly contribute to as well, sharing my insights um, through articles around different topics within the creative economy and beyond. And besides running this digital um, lifestyle publication, our guest also has great background in fashion. She was a high fashion model for years. She was also a fashion student. And last but not least, she's also contributed on Fashion Lab Africa when her time has allowed. Allow me to introduce to you our guest today, Harriet Halla. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Very happy to be here, that we can tune in together. I'm glad that you guys have made it. And I know that everyone's on tight schedules, but we really appreciate you. Thank you for doing that, joining us, and also just for what you're doing within the space, because you definitely contribute to this value chain, which is really important. Now, we are also joined by our very own um, glamish contributor, I would say brand new. Um, her name is Teresa Suli. She's also founder of Ever Beauty Essay. Welcome to the show, Teresa, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Hi, Harriet. Hi, Alexander. <laughs> nice meeting you. <laughs> Lovely meeting you guys. <laughs> nice, guys. So what I love about fashion or about style is that it's not just style. Look at the space. Like everyone looks so eclectic and so <laughs> fabulous, you know. <laughs> so let me just take that moment of silence to just big it up to the fashion industry, the contributors and everyone who's just looking so amazing in the midst of adversity. <laughs> But <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Harriet. Um, all of us are not, no one is exempt to this. So I'm going to start by who are you wearing and who made your clothes? I'm wearing Alexander McQueen and uh, decided to tap myself up with this little afro. Hmm. <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> I'm mad at you, girl. It's okay. Thank you so much. Um, what are you wearing on your feet? Are you barefoot? Actually, I did put on some shoes for you. I'm wearing uh, <laughs> Stroud Witzman. Um, Alexander, who are you wearing and who made your clothes today? Um, my t-shirt is from uh, Sico. It's a brand by Ian Connor. Then I'm wearing Tom Ford cargo pants and a plain white pair of Air Force. Nike Air Force. Air Force. Mm -hmm. There we go. Feeling stylish. Um, Teresa, who are you wearing and who made your clothes today? So today I'm wearing Diane Paris, um, South African brand um, from Paris. And yeah, um, just the pick and pay top underneath. <laughs> I always you. believe in mixing and blending and the <laughs> nom nom jewels. Nom nom jewels. And All right. Well, guys, um, can somebody ask me what I'm wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> So today, guys, I pulled this baby. I call it a baby because she's Very such cool. a fabulous baby. I'm going to twirl and do this later. But I'm wearing one of my first samples from 2008 when I, st I started design officially and commercially in 2007. So this was like a year old of just trying to get a fun, beautiful, flirtatious dress. It's got beautiful ruffles on the bottom of it. It's a mini dress. I'm showing off my knees and my legs. Thank God my knees are healed. And I'm just feeling fabulous. I think one of the things we've spoken about on this show is the fact that you know when we wake up in the morning because we are living in such a new and a different world one of the things for me personally is if i don't up, honey i am not waking up so it's time to wake up lipstick on <laughs> cute little dress on and then i feel like i have a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment 
so yes this is what's happening guys and for those who are tuned in this is not a joke question it's really an important question because who you're wearing brings a conscience into you paying attention or double clicking into some of these brands and when we look at fashion we realize that we've suffered a lot of different knocks and one of our biggest problems has also been ethics and ethics means that if you're wearing a two dollar t-shirt please do not tell us don't even come on the show don't look at us because we don't want to know because then i don't want to know who produced that shirt i mean you think about it lots of child labor and all of that and that too but the reason we are here today is to be able to touch base on media i found it fit to bring in the fabel style team because of the fact that they are a publication running digitally for a while now and i'm very curious and i think we are curious as well to also sort of see how they're feeling what they're doing what is different and how they're responding to uh the pandemic as well which is a part of our lives whether we like it or not someone the other day said oh why do we have to always have a attached the covid 19 i said but that's this is where we are living and the covid 19 is happening how are we going to talk about chips or how are we going to talk about wine or how are we going to talk about anything without talking about covid considering the fact that this crisis is touching on so many aspects of our lives today so i'm going to go and come straight to you um harriet um and i'm just curious and obviously i feel like you and between you and alex you guys can just um respond to our conversation in however way you want i'm but curious and i'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well why did you see the need to introduce another digital lifestyle publication in the midst of thousands of publications engaging us by the second what what is your what is fabel styles usp why is it in, in existence well about fab one thing i would say that uh, as we are all created with certain abilities and uh, certain gifts and all that one cannot ignore the fact that we are one of the thousands and thousands of other uh, digital magazines but when the calling comes calling it's very difficult to ignore it so how do you jump into that and be part of it and this is where we are and this is how also we get to talk with you to tell what is our story what is behind fabel style as uh, liz has said fabel style is a, a fashion uh, culture lifestyle magazine so much has been covered yet there's still quite a lot to be covered and i think uh, our niche comes in in the sense of we look at emerging markets while not ignoring actually the existing uh, big players so what I want to say, Harriet, is there's a few economic sectors that have actually fared well during this COVID-19 pandemic. And then obviously you've got so many that have actually gone under. What, mm -hmm. you know, the media sector is definitely one of those really thriving um, um, sectors, I would say, right now. And I feel like because of the fact that also information demand has become so pronounced more than ever. How are you guys doing as Fabel's style during this period? Um since we are media, media never really ends. So the pandemic didn't really stop anything. If anything, it just slowed a few parts down considering fashion weeks and um, fashion events, lifestyle events, all of those are gone. So obviously there has been a bit of a calm down with what is with everything going on. But we're, since brands are now starting to do online shows and everything is now mainly just done online. So everything still has continued. So we still get lookbooks, you still get new collections, obviously design are still designing everyone is still kind of doing their thing it's just um there's it's all online so curious so you, i know and, and i love that because it's true that you know the digital world has never stopped i mean nothing stopped it do you guys find with fabel style that you're pushing more you're finding yourselves um with a higher 
um, sort of um, focus on specifically fashion or beauty or or or, or culture or what, what would you say is there a difference when it comes to the ratio of conversations or topics that you have unpacked on Fabel's style during this period or is there a main focus of something that's really thriving bigger around these industries I, I, during this period i think there was less focus on fashion than before since the fashion industry slowed down a little bit with the whole crisis so we've had more lifestyle articles um, more cooking so from your side I guess we have yours which goes from economics to cooking to everything so that's been great um, but yeah fashion has kind of slowed down a bit we still obviously get um, press kits for new collections and everything but since there's no fashion events or anything larger happening that has slowed down quite a bit um, how would you say the beauty industry is um, because and I say this again because we've got Teresa in the house but I'm curious to hear your side of how you're feeling the beauty content from a pushing it out as a platform to a response from your audience. Uh, how is that working? Because the beauty um, industry, which we spoke about with Teresa last week um, on the last show was just around the fact that like fashion, it is such a feel and touch um, sort of industry. And now, you know, with the whole virus and all of the um, steps that, you know, put people back home, the lockdown, the social distancing, it's really become really um, a different industry of from what it used to be but what are you guys are you seeing an emergence of beauty as a bigger conversation on your platform or do you expect to see it or what's happening on that front i mean at the moment uh what everybody's talking about of course is the c19 and um as alexander said the fashion has gone has gone down but it's a, it's existing at the same time i think for us as a platform a young platform this period of time has given us time to really see how we are going to implement and be what we call ourselves fashion culture and lifestyle and uh, we are having to look at actually beauty and realizing that actually beauty has always played such a great part in everyone's life but how do we bring beauty on our platform and combine it with fashion, combine it with our culture and all that? At the moment, uh, talking from Vienna, when we, when we came out of lockdown, I mean, the first thing you saw everybody was, you know, tried to have the lipsticks or the, the makeup, but then we forgot that we have to put the masks back on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and immediately, I mean, if your mask was not colored, you took it off and you were like, whoops, you know, and all that. And we had an article, you know, on our platform, which was asking what is next when it comes to uh, makeup. Is makeup still considered use? Is it necessary? But makeup is totally necessary and we have to look at makeup in a different way. I mean, you mentioned of uh, when you wake up, we know this is going on. Clean up, put on a little lipstick, touch yourself up and everything so that you can leave because this is here for a quite a while. So if you're actually the one who is behind beauty, even myself, I'm very interested to hear what you're going to say about it because it's unbalanceable at the moment i mean me sitting here putting on a little lipstick and everything because i'm going to be here yes i can still do that when i go out there and really the people are looking absolutely magnificent but if you walk into any shops the counters are empty the makeup counters are empty it's like everybody for a change maybe is just using what they have left 
but not purchasing. And uh, I would really be interested to hear from Teresa about this because uh, it would be a great contribution also to our platform. Um, yeah, Harriet, I have a question for you first before I answer that. Uh, it's really been, um, I think it's a great thing that you are online and I'm sure that during this time, a lot of people are you know, finding ways to empower themselves. And I would assume that your online readership has increased. Um, is, is, has it has it during this um, pandemic? Have you seen there's more traffic on your your site? And which sort of avenues, you know, um, are people looking into the beauty side of things? Um, because for me, I believe beauty is an essential. And I think um, <laughs> I think Liz and I had that topic and conversation the other day when it was first not deemed as an essential in South Africa. And I was like, oh, nails, lipstick. Oh my gosh, you know, we we need that. Every woman needs that on top of her shampoo and soaps. Um, so, um, yes, it's so important um, to to ensure that the beauty industry speaks the 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 lifestyle that we are living now. That we continue um, popping on that lipstick for ourselves, because a lot of people are doing self reflection um, just to have that purpose, just like fashion, putting on that fancy, cute little dress. So that's yeah. my my opinion. <laughs> I mean. Uh... I mean, from from our end, um, when uh, the lockdown came down, you will not believe it. You could not get nails, hair, or a spa for the first two months. All appointments were like two months, three months, four months. I just got finally a manicure three months we booked them we booked them you know it's like on a waiting list so beauty is essential and i think people really they have to know this because normally uh when people go to work they put on their makeup or they use all the essentials they need and this time everybody's been home they didn't see the necessity of it because most of the time on the weekend they chill they do sports they do and then you have people like me who uh monday sunday more or less look alike yeah, and uh, it's very important that we take good care of ourselves and we should not ignore the fact just because of the epidemic that we still cannot pamper ourselves because we will lose something. We will lose ourselves. I do encourage our audience, uh, 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 friends out there, just pop on a little something. It's essential. And don't forget a little purchase of a little lip gloss or a little lipstick or a new um, uh, eye color or something. It just enhances your life. It's, it's, it's very important. Would you, know, you hear from it? Okay, go ahead, Teresa. No, so from our side, makeup is warrior paint. That's what I call it, you know, like especially during this lockdown time, during this uncertainty, this pandemic, we need to be able to put on our makeup, not just to showcase to the world because we're going nowhere. We're going nowhere. It's just for ourselves to say, I'm there to show up for myself. I feel beautiful. This makeup, this lipstick, this lip gloss, this lash will make me feel beautiful and, you know, continue and persevere during this uncertain time. So such an essential. <laughs> Guys, I love Guys, I love this conversation and I want us to um, tap on it. But before we continue with this particular conversation, because we're all feeling the same about it, I want to move to a different um, other part of this pie, um, especially for Fabel style. The coronavirus um, crisis has definitely sort of led to a halt when it comes to advertising investments for a lot of media platforms. And I'm not saying online, I'm just saying generally a lot of media platforms 
who actually, this is an essential source of revenue for a lot of media platforms, whether it's offline, whether it's online. And some of these platforms are literally like based, this is based, this is their business model. If there is no advertising, they do not, I don't know, they, they have no existence. How does this apply to Fabel Style and what is your, how is your publication surviving? Are you guys purely dependent on advertising? Or would you like to just sort of maybe share what you're doing or what you're doing differently and how you're surviving? Um, well, number one, that's when we are so grateful for social media. Because if it was a platform which was, you know, uh, held up on its own, definitely we would not survive. Just as we are seeing many other publications either um, closing down or sizing down. But being of social media, we are very grateful that Fabulous Style can go on. And uh, I think for me, it has given me space to be more creative of our platform, to really look in the needs of uh, what the platform needs and how to bring it forward. So in a way, it has relaxed my muscles to see how can we go forward with this as the world is coming back together if it's coming back together that quick but <laughs> when it's when coming it's... back together don't say yes. if <laughs> it's coming back together please let's use when i mean trust me i want to come to austria i want to go to places too i'm sure you also want to come out here so we can go to the wine lands and go crazy with wine so let's use when <laughs> when is a better word <laughs> This is, this is what we are striving for. But I can tell you, like now in Vienna, you know, we got out of lockdown. Everything has been okay. We started playing. We started going to parties. We started meeting people. And we realized actually how we have missed, you know, this interaction with others and all that. But two months down the road, we have to put the masks back on. The numbers are increasing. There is already talk of a next lockdown because we came out of it after three months, surely our work will continue and uh, creativity will always go forward and we have to use our creativity to go forward. Like for example, since uh, um, a month ago, we started uh, a YouTube program, which is called um, Fab Street Talk. And in this talk, we are looking at life before Corona and now. This is, this is our topic and we are talking to different um, uh, creatives trying to find out how they feared before, did they, did they see this coming? And if they would have seen this coming, would they have done anything differently so that we could have avoided more issues for it to go any further? But now that we are in it, what are we doing about it? How, how are we uh, supporting one another creativity-wise or life-wise? What are we turning, turning lemons into lemonade <laughs> or into apple cider vinegar? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know what? I want to say something and I have to commend you guys for it, but I want to also just touch your minds on it. Teresa, I'm going to come to you quickly as well with this. There was a time when I was looking for platforms to contribute as a contributor because I also, um, I am, I also, I, I write, you know, I write different articles. I express myself. I am a creative content contributor. And I remember that I had to use triple efforts to literally achieve so little because one of the most common responses during my search or my quest to push up my content was the fact that nobody wanted to use recycled 
um, articles or recycled content. So I think for me, what I'm curious about from today, because today, the since the COVID-19 pandemic crisis, my content is moving around with no hard lines, no hard questions, recycled content. You guys are one of the doors that opened to me because I felt at some point in my head, I thought, what is it about recycled content? It's like recycled fashion, which is another conversation for another day. The truth of the matter is it doesn't make it less quality of a content or less quality of a dress or less quality, but I feel like it's a bit more around being mindful. So generally, when you look for contributors on your platform, you guys, Fabel Style, how strict are you around brand new content versus recycled content? Does it, what does it matter to you? Because obviously I'm on your platform recycling content and it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter. I think it doesn't matter at all. And uh, for example, we are so gladly to have your content on Fab L style. Your content is powerful. It's juicy. It's informative. So it doesn't matter if it's half a year ago, a week ago, Two years ago, this is what Fab L Style is all about. Because not everybody gets informed right away. And not everybody is on every platform trying to find information. So for Fab L Style, for, uh, for who we have, for, for what we have, actually we are very grateful. And this is why I really believe that things work in mysterious ways because the content which we have from you, which is absolutely so fabulous and which is... Um, represents you but at the same time it represents fab l style that we are open to information we are there to inspire others we are there to strengthen others we are there to to um move this motivation on as a circle of life yeah and so far also we get really fantastic comments where people say oh i didn't know this but they don't know that this was recycled and this is the same going into sustainability is people will have to learn and accept that sustainability does not mean that you're either poor or it does not mean you cannot afford something it's a way of life to my opinion thank you wow. and thank you for i'm flattered and, and you know thank you for the compliment as well teresa i'm curious as a brand as an ever beauty brand um harriet um and alex teresa actually has a beauty brand here called ever beauty sa and the reason i want to ask you or bring this back to you teresa for a second on an ever beauty perspective is are you guys have you found yourselves spending a lot on advertising are you still interested in it with a decline of sales with the new world and with the fact that you know it's not very clear sort of where things are moving towards but you have to make sure your business is sustainable you still have to do what you need to do you still have to reach out to people how important for you as the ever beauty as a brand has it been to continue advertising have you looked at more of spending more time on digital platforms like maybe fabel style or have you decided you'll just use social media what's your i'm curious about what you guys are doing on this in this regard i'll be honest with you um you know with the uncertainty of the pandemic we had to relook our budgets and look at um creative and um new ways which can definitely cut down costs to ensure that our message gets delivered and um, social media is one of the ways especially instagram and facebook um, that's where we've been pushing a lot of um, our communication but once again through cross-pollination and cross-collaboration with brands and allowing their platforms to also speak the message 
So no, definitely um, costs have been cut down and we've taken on the role where, you know, myself and my sister focus more on our internal um, strategizing and creative direction of our messages. I, I like that. I want to come back to you guys. Um, one more question before we move to our wine style guide, because this is very juicy, but time is running out is I am curious about your interest, um, Harriet, when it comes to using your publication to also focus on collaborations. I had you use that word earlier, and I think it's such a special and very important word we've also been using. I'm using it, Teresa's using it. We're not just using it when we speak. We're actually finding ways to apply because at the end of the day, collaboration is a very big thing. And I think that at, in times of crisis like this, this is probably what would save the day. What is your take on collaborations right now when it comes to different stakeholders that contribute or that play within your magazine space? This is something we're actually looking at more and more and more for the collaborations. Being that we are platform, we are on social media and all that, we will be very happy to collaborate with whoever is willing to collaborate with. Uh, I saw Teresa's uh, interview a couple of days ago with her makeup uh, um, products which looks absolutely amazing it oh, will be for us to have it on our website uh we um we are being supported so much ourselves that we are ready to support anybody who would like to be supported on our platform and uh, this is also something we are building up in the sense of exchange exchange of creativity so that we can carry each other and bring uh, raise each other up because at the moment this is the only way yes we still need content there's still certain things where we have to spend money and everything but at the moment you can't focus on that it's better you do less but at the same time continue so for example uh, just if, uh, liz has done she's been contributing on our platform and this has really given our platform a certain strength we definitely are keeping products which match with fab l style and definitely your product is one of them. And uh, as in the coming weeks, we are hoping to get not too many, but just a few. And we can give you a platform for two months, for three months in order to support one another because your product looks amazing. So when your product, uh -huh. our product, our product will also look amazing. And then we go on like that. Would like wow. to say something. Yeah, I, you, know what wow. I, you know what I think, and I'm, I am really admirable of is the fact that what we are doing right now with this fashion lab show for example is also has an element of collaboration where i say teresa contributes on the show you're my guests and even though you're my guests in traditional media people always thought okay fine i'm going to be doing john a favor no one's getting any favors and no one nothing here is is a favor you know it's a everything is so symbiotic so when i say this i want to speak about it from a revamped production technique perspective where virtualization has become such a big thing right now. Look at us, we are on Zoom. Look at us that before I had this call with you guys, I'm broadcasting from my showroom at home because I'm being responsible. She's broadcasting, so Teresa is in her showroom as well. You guys are also in your garden. And what I've done is we can share information and I can say, hi, could you please get a camera or make sure that you do this for me so that when you send me that content, which I will need, I will be able to finish my production process. So things have really changed. And I feel like collaboration, again, is around being mindful, but also being in an adaptive space and also with a reinventing mind. Because you can't, there's no more business as usual. 
gone are the days where the video crew would show up here and there'd be video crew doing my stuff you know no no one we're in different places all of us right now different you guys are in a different continent but i feel like for me collaboration is such a key thing for those who are tuned in it goes way beyond what we are doing here but it is gonna have to be the way forward i think thank you so much for the wonderful words harriet it really just shows that the pandemic has you know created has brought light into our different places and different spaces online offline makeup fashion um but i have one very interesting question for you and with regards to the the beauty sector what are the changes that you're seeing on your platform when it comes to beauty um what are the changes with regards to the messaging um um your publication online what um, has has there been changes or um, has, has has business continued as usual on your platform with beauty? I think us being a young magazine or a young platform, we are seeing a bit more traffic. It could be that people have got more time to take time to uh, go on platforms which they haven't been on before. And, uh, and I think uh, this time has given people more time to... Um, look at uh, read other informations other than the usual informations which are just there uh there is a little bit more searching and uh, people are trying to discover themselves this time has really uh brought uh, a certain togetherness and uh, i think the time that people are spending more into this uh, um c19 i think they're having to think quite a lot and uh, through this thinking, it, it's, it's, it's bringing us back to earth. It's making us more aware, uh, more emotional in a certain emotional human to human life, life lifestyle um, uh, situation, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, at the moment, people just want to hug. People um, want to chat to others. You can, see a <laughs> you can see a difference in people. And we are hoping, actually, that is the same thing which is happening when we bring in beauty on our platform, that people are looking at it in a different way. But uh, you asking me this question, I think it will also be very great to really talk with somebody like you and put out some information for people out there about what makeup is all about because makeup i think as we realize now it's just about make me up and i go out to be seen but make me up for me and um that will create a more positive i think uh outlook when it comes to uh cosmetics when it comes to beauty because everybody what is talking about at the moment, oh, I put on this much weight, oh, it's this and this and that, oh, I don't mm. care about this and that. And I don't blame them. It's mm. also who is surrounding you, you know? But when we, when, when, when we see you, when we see Liz, when uh, my uh, son's friends, you know, young people come to visit and all that, you can see they haven't let themselves go. And they are just in the house. They move If they move from one house, they go to another house or to one particular. So they're not like they've been here and they've been there. And like now schools are closed, universities closed, it's summertime. But you still see people are making that great effort. At least in Vienna, you see people are made up. Vienna is quite different from London and all that. But uh, uh, Vienna is more, more quiet and everything. And there's this uh, routine. You wake up in the morning. You make yourself up. Very simple. Uh, it's not very uh, colorful. But again, very nice. 
So wow. I think I think um, with more information and if you can also use it on our platform, it will extend a very positive outcome of what beauty is all about. I would absolutely love that. Thank you. This is us talking at Fashion Lab um, today. Uh, we've been having this conversation with Harriet Halla, Alexander Halla, and Teresa Suli on Glamish around Fabel style, around really the role of media, but this was the perfect candidate to bring in today to just actually touch base on sort of where they are, what they're doing, how they're coping, what they're doing differently, how they're benefiting, where they're losing, and how they're rising above. So I think um, this is really cool. And I, I think, guys, that lipstick conversation, I think we're going to have to have a whole show around it because we keep talking about it it's like our bread and not bread and butter we don't do that every day but anyway guys for those who are tuned in guys this is fashion lab we're on fashion lab at af on twitter we're on fashion lab africa on instagram and facebook we want to hear from you so please share with us your thoughts your who's your why's as i roll over to another favorite segment and here we go it's time for your wine style guide Brought to you by Liz Ogumba Wines. Mm -hmm. It's the wine style guide, guys. And today we are going to start with you, Harriet. What is your wine style guide today? <laughs> I would choose a very simple wine uh, from Vienna. It's called Brundersmeier. It's uh, a wonderful, they've got different kind of wines, but my favorite from them is the rosé wine and the sparkling rosé. You cannot go wrong with this. And now for us, being that summer is here, it's definitely going to be the summer <laughs> wine for us. Summer wine. All right, fantastic. I want to say, um, Alexander, I'm not sure if you're a wine drinker, but what's your wine style guide? It could be a tip. It could be your favorite. It could be anything. <laughs> thinking that I'm living with this lady right here. You'll probably just... We drink the same. I'll take the rosé from Myers. He's got big tests in wine. Ooh, think that, but thank you very much. That's cool. Teresa, what is your wine style guide today? So I think during the corona, especially in South Africa, um, the alcohol rules apply where we cannot purchase any alcohol. So we need to be extra cautious as to amount of alcohol we consume, including wine. So small portions of delicious um, canapes with little portions of wine, um, sake, tea cup style. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you very much. Today, my wine style guide is going to negate Teresa's and mine, even though we are living in the same city, in the same country, with this whole alcohol ban. I, my wine style today is, and I'm really being serious, I'm not playing. If you need to drink a bottle, go drink a bottle. Just be responsible, okay? If you need to drink three glasses, drink three glasses. If you need to drink two or you need to drink one, drink one. It depends on how you feel. And I think for me, when I say this, I really am saying this honestly. And I'm saying drink responsibly. Do not pull out the extract of me saying bottle and bottle and then go and throw it out independently. So it looks like I'm some crazy crickery. We are now going to be rolling over to another segment. Um, and this is our last segment of the show. And it is... Ooh, would you want to dress... <laughs> uh-huh who would you want to dress we're going to start with harriet again who would you want to dress and white i would like to dress me at the moment I think my ancestors <laughs> family's already arguing <laughs> <laughs> 
because being here talking with you it has also made me realize that i can't live in sportswear all the time just because it's going <laughs> yeah gym wear I, I change gym wear i go to the gym i change gym wear in the day and, you know it's comfortable yes i put on a little lipstick because i have to go supermarkets i have to do things and all that and then i sit here in the afternoon and I have my beautiful glass of rosé so i would really like to dress myself up wow thank you alexander who are you dressing today or who would you like to dress today you know we did not talk about this before but i actually was also going to say myself <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, okay and why because i was thinking about it and if i would like to dress anyone right now i just like dressing me i think of something cool i prefer wearing it myself than letting someone else wear it so yeah Okay, so <laughs> Teresa, who would you want to dress and why? So I would like to dress Alexander because I see he's got a very, you know, chill-relaxed sort of style and I just would love to see how what he would look like in a suit with a bit of zhuzh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. Okay, so you hear that? <laughs> I like that. So you can send it to Reza while today I want to dress you, Harriet, because I was actually going to dress someone else and I thought, why am I dressing someone else and you're the one who's here in the show with us today? So today I want to dress you because I know that you would definitely be, you're in my muse category. I've got a little box of muses who I have not seen for a while, but I know that whatever it is I put them in will definitely be a pleasure, not just visually, but also would stimulate you as well as the wearer. I think that because of the fact that we are living in these times we are living in now, um, my conscience has become, has been elevated in so many ways. And one of the things I say to myself was this year and maybe for the next, let's just say in the next year, I refuse to met, to produce any more clothing. I've got over 10,000 pieces of clothing sitting here. And the truth of the matter is I want to focus and sort of change our mindset so that we can start being or practicing sustainability, even in fashion, in a way that it doesn't, it's not rocket science and it doesn't require much. And all I want to do is upcycle. Everything is going to be available. And if, if Teresa and Harriet want the same dress, they can have a different touch, but the same piece, but just a different touch. Because we don't need to produce any more clothing in this world. And I don't know how we're going to stop. But anyway, that's who I want to dress today, guys. For those who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion. This is where we have all of these conversations uh, with all of these fabulous people. Um, Harriet, thank you so much for your time. Um, Alexander, we feel the same. Uh, we wish you all the best with the Fabel style. Teresa, thank you for your insights around uh, bringing in just that beauty um, element of uh, style because people don't realize but fashion and beauty are two different things but they're like the yin and the yang so they go hand in hand we definitely need some insights on that um harriet uh or alex how can our listeners connect with fab well um you can follow fab l style on instagram facebook or fab l style and twitter too and youtube and you can also find us online on www.fablstyle.com Thank you. Um, Teresa, how can our listeners connect with Teresa? They can contact, <laughs> they can connect on um, Teresa, T-E-R-I-S-A underscore Shuli, which is H-S-U underscore Lee, or at everbeauty.sa, um, because everbeauty is Teresa. <laughs> 
Darlings, I am so happy that we've been able to plug you guys in, uh, to speak to you, to um, share insights with um, our fabulous um, contributor and our fabulous guests who have joined us today. We've been joined by Alexander Hala and Harriet Hala of Fabel Style. And we've also had some insights from Teresa Shuli uh, with the Glamish um, insights. And I hope that you've got something, one or two, something here and there that you can actually benefit from when you uh, think about it. Um, however, all I want to do right now is um, wish you guys all the best. Um, I want to encourage you who's sitting on the back side to get up, get some vitamin D if you have it. You know, find a way to repurpose whatever it is that you feel you have lost or broken um, during this time. Uh, Energy-wise, if you're feeling low, whatever it is, find a way to pump yourself up, guys. This is going to be over and this too shall pass. And I hope and I pray and I believe that at the end of it will come out stronger and we'll have nothing but praise reports, okay? But anyway, guys, one last tip from me before I leave and laugh and leave. Um, sustainability is a key element for this fashion industry to thrive and it's not purely reliant on the consumer or on the buyer or on the seller or on the producer so guys if you're a fashion consumer you can still be sustainable there's ways if you're a fashion producer you can still be sustainable find ways go onto your google find ways of how you can make a difference in this industry effortlessly. It's not rocket science, but it's also not common sense. But I hope that this can add value. I hope that you can be a bit more conscious. If you don't need too many clothes, why are you buying many more? If you have so many clothes, why are you buying clothes? And guys, for the producers, like me, who's sitting here with, I will not tell you how many clothes. Um, it's about repurposing. It's about upcycling. So do the right thing, guys. Be safe until next week. It is peace and love. Toodles. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations. Real fashion.